everybody welcome back to the keep it simple podcast uh, if you're catching this you have joined us for episode 18 and uh, today is a special day uh, we've got my great friend johnny bridges on um, johnny is a journeyman uh, when it comes to ministry um, his giftings and graces are um, very diverse um, super gifted relationally uh, but also plays and loves to lead worship. Um, he's a man of many talents. He's a mechanic, um, at a master mechanic, and can fix just about anything. But um, we were talking off camera right before I hit uh, record that in all the ages and stages um, of Johnny's life, uh, he has used his gifts and graces uh, to further the church, uh, to encourage people, uh, specifically youth, uh, but all people really, and, um, and and even to help outside of those uh, those places and spaces in the unchurched world, uh, just to be real and to draw people into a relationship uh, with himself and with God, and uh, so it's it's really good to have you on the podcast. Welcome, Johnny Bridges. I appreciate it. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, man. So. Um, we were talking just off camera right before we started. You and I have been together a long time. Um, the best that I remember, the first time, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, first time I ever met you was at the Gold Cup Bowling Alley on Russell. <laughs> have I got that right? That, that is correct, yeah. A, and um, uh, Adam Sylvester, I guess, invited you to come hang out. We were doing a fun yep. deal for youth, and um, Adam invited you to come and and uh, was that tenth grade? Have I got that right? Yes, I was tenth grade. Yep, tenth <laughs> grade. And uh, so here you come into the bowling alley, and and we get introduced. And what I remember that night is like uh, in between frames and stuff. You and I just kind of sitting at the tall top bar and benches, kind of back to the back. And and um, I knew immediately that you were different. You know, you were soft hearted, but you just opened up and began to share. I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, within 15 or 20 minutes of us sitting down and uh and i knew i knew then that that um our relationship uh was going to be a really good one and pretty much from that moment forward uh you were in i mean am i am i remembering that correctly yeah i didn't really miss a sunday at all until i graduated and moved away i was there yeah um Adam, uh, yeah, so Adam was my best friend uh, growing up. Met him in middle school in sixth grade. Uh, we had band class together. Uh, played trombone. He played saxophone, and I sat right behind him. Okay. And, um, you know, little sixth grade boys, you know, they're you never know what you're going to get. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's talking to this group of guys, and. I'm just there, and I heard them talking about video games, and I kind of peeped in. I was like, what What kind of games are y'all playing? And pretty much that's how it hit off, is us talking about video games. And we ended up, after that, becoming best friends, played football through middle school and high school. Um, Bay A's, one of the biggest influences that he had on me was uh, he kept talking about you and the youth group. Um, He tried to get me to go, like, back in sixth grade, but I just never really had time. Um, I was growing up playing baseball at the same time, so I couldn't figure a way around to go. But eventually, 10th grade came around, 
you know, football is a Monday through Friday thing in high school. So Sundays are open. So eventually I, I came around. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do this thing. And uh, I came uh, to the worship area. I did go one Sunday. Um, I think you were out of town. And uh, oh. Mickey Meeks was leading uh, that yeah. night. And then the next Sunday um, or sometime after I was uh, I came to the bowling alley. And that's when I was introduced to you and yeah. Adam was there. And um, I, we pretty much hit it off. You know, I was, I had a leg brace from my hip to my ankle and yes. <laughs> trying to bowl at the same time, but just really wanted to hang out with some people and have a good time and build relationships and kind of go about it. So that was, that's just a short end of it, but there's probably a lot more into it that we can talk yeah. about. Yeah, and talking about Mickey Meeks, so we got to see him the other night. I've, I have not been able to see Mickey or Vicky since we moved away, and we were home for Charity's wedding, got to hang out with you and so many people. It was it was awesome. It was beautiful to be back together, like a big family reunion, you yeah. know. But uh, to get to see Mickey and Vicky uh, was one of the highlights of the weekend for me, to get to sit and listen and watch and visit and catch up and um yeah i love me some mickey meeks and so for you to have been in there and met mickey and and uh that's probably the best first impression of us that you could have gotten was mickey but so like so my read on and i may be wrong tell me if i am please but my read was like you didn't have a background in church per se did like how like in your in your childhood and kind of coming along preteen and early teenage years were you involved in church at all uh, not really. Um, I had, my sister had a friend who went to church and I went with her one time and it was over uh second Baptist on Moody. Oh yeah. And, um, I went there, I went to Sunday school with a bunch of kids who I had no idea who they were. Uh, all we did was draw a picture of Jesus on a piece of paper and color it in. And we went to the service, but I could not tell you anything <laughs> what yeah. was going on or, you know, I just sat there and just kind of acted like a kid, you know, messing with yeah. everything in the pews. Yeah. But uh, that was my only experience. But uh, my first true experience of, like, going on my own or meeting with Adam or someone was coming to the youth group uh, mm-hmm. that Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that was the beginning. I guess I want to say that was the beginning of, uh, beginning of my story right there. Yeah. Um, not at the Gold Cup, but the first Sunday that, we had when you were there preaching and um the whole band was there um that that was the beginning of it and then from then on out it just felt like it was just a building point and just kept growing yeah um and so many things happened and i mean great things and uh it still continues today to who i am and where it's got me to fill in some leadership roles in different churches and lead worship and go, yeah. go on retreats to who knows where yeah so, so talk about retreats you were you were saying that um i guess was it the first beach trip did you come in the spring or fall or i don't remember that part when did what time of the year did you come was it football season yeah i i started uh coming to youth i think it was october september okay. october of 2014 okay um uh yeah, I started then, and then I just went along with it. And the the first retreat I really went on was a ski trip, uh-huh. uh, but I couldn't ski. 
I know, remember, my yeah. Knee, I, I had remember surgery on my knee. Say that. Yeah. And um, I think after that, I can't remember if it was before or after, I went to the Super Bowl party. Uh, that's when we went to Trinity and watched uh, the Super Bowl for like a joint thing. Yes. And then after, I think after all that happened is when I started getting my knee brace off and getting back in a routine of football practice and actually being able to be a part of the activities that y'all had going on. Mm -hmm. And then the beach trip that summer was the first trip that I could go on and actually, you know, I think we ended up playing like a full court basketball game on that trip with a lot of us and swimming and uh, leading worship and everything. It was, that was the first one I was like, yeah, I'm here. I can actually do these things and have fun and not sit back. So, yes. that was a that was a time. That beach trip was a lot of fun. Um, talking about community, I don't know if you remember this or not, but you asked me to teach one of the nights on that trip too. Uh, and I remember like a whole uh, a whole theme was tuned in. Yeah. And uh, you had three different topics of uh, tuned in with God, tuned in with yourself, and the last night was tuned in with community. And you pick community for me, so this whole—that's what I've been thinking about that today. I was like, "Wow, if I take it all the way back to 2015, summer 2015, the community thing—that's that's where it all started." Uh, I didn't really know what I was talking about, you know, because I was still new to my faith journey and understanding scripture and understanding who God was. But uh, I've learned a lot from men and built up a. Uh, a better understanding what it is to have a relationship with God throughout the community. So it's, mm-hmm. it's been a journey. Those were cool shirts. They were hot pink, had the big boom box on the front, didn't they? They did. Yeah. Tune, tune in across the front like <laughs> glitter. I remember Terry, Terry Reynolds uh, printed those tees, and he was like, dude, let's do the – we should do the uh, wording in glitter. And I'm like – I mean, you know me. We've been together long enough. I'm like, we are not doing glitter. And he was like, no, it'll be cool. It'll be like black glitter. It'll be shiny. It'll be cool. He was right. I was wrong. Uh, Those were really cool shirts, man. They were. Um, were. Yeah. So so when in there, it's interesting as I listen to people's stories, some people have like this aha moment, right, where they meet Jesus and they're like, oh, my gosh, this is real. It's like um, John Wesley used the phrase, uh, a strange warming of the heart. You know, and 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 Aldersgate when he had kind of this aha epiphany moment. Um, For you, was there ever a moment that you felt like the Spirit of God moved on you, and you were like, "Oh my," or or like so many of my friends, it's just kind of incremental. There's so many people that I talk to that their um, knowledge and and experience and relationship with God is just kind of there isn't that big lightning bolt moment it's incremental along and along what 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 has that experience with Jesus been like for you um I think for me I think it was like a build-up the whole time okay uh so just a quick little thing about me I've always liked music I love uh-huh. music uh if either if I'm listening to it or there's a song that I want to learn and play on guitar. I just, I love to do it. Um, with that, the, one of the very first times um, I came to you, uh, you, there was a full band on yeah. stage. And yeah. um, 
sorry if I'm like calling these people out, but it was Connor Henderson, uh, Michael and Matthew Meeks, uh, Jason Landry. And, um, I'm not sure if someone was playing drums, but it was like very acoustic. And, uh, I tell this to everybody of like my first like worship night, but, uh, experiencing that but i was like the very one of the first songs I ever played was king of my heart yeah and i don't know what it was but um it's like uh it's like football whenever you get into a game your adrenaline kicks in and you just feel the chills on your i felt that that night i was like God, this man this, this music sounds so good yeah i don't know what it is but they just sound good i just remember that and every time i kept coming back i was like i i really like this music uh, so that's what really stuck with me for like the whole, you know, getting into my faith. But eventually, um, give it a year or two, uh, I think it was like right at the end of my junior year of uh, spring of 2016, I really felt like God was moving in my life big time. And Amen. then it came to, I came around to it. That's when uh, Pastor Ken Morgan was at the church and. I went up the y'all to, and I was like, hey, I really think I want to be baptized. Yes. And uh, before you know it, I'm standing in this really cold river with you and Ken Morgan, and I'm going under. <laughs> so uh, it's just the buildup, you know. I never had a one of those moments, but just gradually I was, like, understanding it more and more over time. And I was like, so this is who God is. That's yeah. what he does. So it's uh so um, I, it's interesting that we had this interview set up in half for a few weeks. But so Ken and Abby were here Monday night, oh, and wow. uh, yeah, yeah. So Abby um, uh, got accepted to this ministry school out in in Denver, Colorado, and um, so Ken and Abby were traveling through. He's driving her out, and then Amy's going to fly out, and then. Um, Ken and Amy will fly home and leave Abby in the car out for the coming year. But um, it's so good to be with them. And um, that guy, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, um, that guy's like Jesus. You know what I mean? <laughs> like when you're around him, um, he, he really um, has played a, a large part uh, in so many people's lives, in spirit, in the spiritual formation of so many people's lives, and it's not by any teaching per se. It's just, you know, who he is and how he goes about his life and how his relationships, how he conducts himself with others, and um, just an incredibly gracious um, and kind human being you know i know you think the world of him every time you could you'd try to get um you know whether it's coming back to first or headed down to springfield i know you made some trips there to be able to worship with mm -hmm. them and um what an incredible guy he had a, he had a big part a big influence on you yeah he was the very first pastor who honestly i've really met and uh, built a relationship with yeah you know i went to like when i went to that church with my sister way way back in the day i I didn't even meet the pastor. I don't remember who it was or what he was even speaking on. But when I went to, uh, you know, went to youth first, and eventually, I, I think you convinced me to come on a Sunday morning. Yeah. And then, you know, that's when I met Ken Morgan, and uh, it was something just resonated with me with it, like just the whole being in that being in that sanctuary. One hit me different. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is a different room. And we're doing the same thing that we do in the youth room. But yeah. instead of just kids, it's everybody. 
Mm-hmm. So I was getting a grasp on that. I was like, man, this is something cool. Yeah. And then eventually, uh, I met, you know, I met Pastor Ken and he was just a down to earth guy. He's like, what's up, man? How you doing? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I was like, you're cool. He <laughs> you know, is. As a high yeah. school kid, I was, he just, he's someone you can easily build a relationship with and tell stories and live to tell people later on about him. Like, yeah, my pastor he's a cool guy and uh let me tell you about him real quick you know were you on the trip with the year we went up on the roof at hinton were you on that no, trip i wasn't I, was I don't think i was in youth yet that or, guy man yeah no that's when ken morgan won we need to have ken on here that's when ken morgan won <laughs> me over man so we were at hinton we had a big group there that year i don't remember but we had a bunch of youngins on that trip and we were out in the chapel you know for whatever the nighttime session yeah. and it was one of the later night sessions and it gets over and everybody's walking out of the chapel and these other groups are going and they're going to do whatever they're doing and our group kind of walks out and just happened to look up and it was there was not a cloud in the sky i mean it was just as clear a night and you could see it felt like the stars were right upon you like right on you and Mm -hmm. so i'm standing there i'm not paying attention to who's around me I'm kind of looking at the sky and just out loud, I said, you know what? It would be so cool if we could get up on the roof because the, the more great hall, you know, is yeah. that big, big, tall pitched roof, you yep. know, and I'm mm-hmm. like, it would be so cool if we could get on that roof and just lay there and watch the stars. And I hear this voice say, let's do it. And I look <laughs> over and it's Ken and I'm like... <laughs> I don't even think he got the T of let's do it out of his mouth. And I was gone to the tool shed to get extension ladders. And, uh, and so we, one by one, he went up and, and I stood at the bottom and held the ladder and we were sending youngins up that ladder and he was helping them get up, you know, and, um, I don't think any, I don't know that that story's ever been told, but, uh, and certainly nobody from Hinton knew that we were all, there was, uh, there was a pile of us on that roof. And uh, we laid up there on that roof for a long time, watching stars yeah. and shooting stars. Yeah. But that that was my kind of orientation to Ken, and that's when I knew like we're gonna we're gonna get along really really well, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful place. Uh, I didn't yeah I didn't get to go on that trip, but uh, I ended up going on a uh, mystery fall retreat my junior year with y'all, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, <laughs> that was my second year, you know, I was still, I went back to football and my knee, I ended up like tweaking it a little bit again. So I missed a whole another season. Yeah. So I didn't, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I never told my coach, coach way. I just missed a week of football practice and came on a youth trip with y'all. And, um, you know, I went out there and did all the stuff that we did and came back. And, uh, I remember Monday, you know, school, cause it was what? fall break or something yeah or yeah 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 i went History to school on monday and uh um i went to weightlifting that monday and coach way i'm sitting there working out and he come up to me and he was like so where were you last week i was like oh i had therapy i told him that i was like i had therapy every day at eight o'clock in the morning he's like you tell travis and travis was our athletic trainer i was like yes sir okay well, let me know next time. I was like, yes, sir, I will. And yeah. he just walked off, and I'm just like, 
Oh, <laughs> I'm out of there. But yeah, that first uh, hitting when I went there with you uh, on the fall retreat, the mystery fall retreat. That was a. Uh, I guess that was the first crazy trip I went on because I shared a room with uh, like Parker Pellin and Chris Morgan and uh, a lot of the other people. I think Stephen Landreth was in there, and uh, yeah, that was. That's when I really got a good whiff of the youth group on a retreat where there was no chaperone in the room yeah 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 that was uh that was a fun time <laughs> that was one thing and mindy and i were talking about this last week i think it was um man we did everything full send like we yeah. we worked hard we played hard we worshiped hard we did i mean everything that we did as a group our culture was like full bore pedal to the metal oh, yeah. you know and and um uh, I think that was one reason why our group was attractive to some non-believers or some teenagers that yeah. were maybe unsure about church. And if we could get them to travel with us or if we could get them to come to like a bowling night or a movie night on the lawn or something fun and they could uh, slip and slide kickball, um, <laughs> if, they, if we could just get some FaceTime with them and interact with them and they're like, these people are, I mean, they're, fun they're regular people they just happen yeah. to love this guy named jesus you know and uh great uh so that um uh that fall retreat to hinton so was that the year so I, if i remember correctly we didn't go to hinton for summer missions because we were saving money because the next year we were going to nicaragua does that, that sound correct. right yep. that's what i was thinking did you go to nicaragua i did yeah that was my first mission trip with y'all yeah, yeah, yeah. That was also the first time I flew on a plane. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that. that. Was, or if I did, I had yeah. forgotten it. Um, I held in, uh, held in my nerves because, uh, fun fact, I'm afraid of heights. Yeah. So uh, whenever we uh, we got on the bus and from Warner Robins and left to go up to Atlanta, you know, we had about an hour two hours before we had to board the plane and i'm sitting there listening to my music and um steven was listening to his music and i he was the only one that knew and uh i told told him dude i'm not really looking forward to this flight <laughs> i was like i've never been on a plane before but uh, this is uh going to be uh something to something new so we get on the plane and you know we load up and luckily i don't know how it happened but every single ticket i had was a window seat Oh wow! Um, uh, and I remember the first we get on that plane. We're about to leave from Atlanta to go to Houston because uh, we had a layover flight. Yeah, uh, I was sitting in one seat. Mickey was in front of, or Stephen was in front of me. Then Mickey Meeks was in front of Stephen. You know, Stephen likes to joke around, so yeah. we're sitting there. We back up. We take off, and I'm like hanging on. I'm like, I really hope we get there. You know, because yeah. I just my mind is going crazy and we get up and i guess we're like right at the altitude to like just coast and uh steven turns around and looks at me and one of the flaps on the wing pops up like whatever he's like hey johnny it's like what's up he's like that's not supposed to do that <laughs> it freaked me out <laughs> i was about to lose it <laughs> i was like you better stop but uh no we yeah that uh 
I went to Houston, had a like what four hour layover, something like that. Yeah, and then flew from Houston to uh, uh, Managua, and uh, that was a rough lane, <laughs> a little rough lane in getting there. But uh, we got there, got all our stuff, and uh, um, went to the guy's house to stay the night. I just remember getting there, and I'm just like, "Man, you're safe." Yeah. And then after that, it was like we woke up the next morning running full speed. Yeah, and, uh, it was definitely uh, a trip was um, definitely eye opener for one, but two, just to be able to experience what we did was uh, it, it'll change you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I really, you know, I played soccer a little bit, so I knew how to speak a little bit of Spanish. When I started playing soccer with those kids, and they were like yelling at me. I was like, oh, "I know what you're saying. I pass me the ball." So here you go. <laughs> you know, so that was a lot of fun. And then, of course, you know, doing the all the labor that we did too, building that driveway and that building the. I guess they were building a chapel too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were doing all the um, equivalent of like drywall and putting up the yeah the aluminum because they don't use any wood, right? All their constructions out of. Uh, aluminum so all the studs we were having to cut and that dang driveway dude laying those pavers and we were like for you that are listening or watching we were like so this little school or it's not little the school is on the pan-american highway like it literally is on the pan-american highway that's like six lanes or whatever right there or what i don't know Mm -hmm. and it is crazy town there's cars and trucks and motorcycles and they have they really did not have much value for life and we're down by. we're down there on our hands and knees trying to lay these pavers, man, and they're just zoop, 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 zoop. And I'm thinking, we have teenagers out here, so I'm trying to figure out how to keep kids back off the road. Um, that was quite the trip. It was like herding cats because we took, I don't remember, 30 or so people. Yeah. And and trying to keep everybody together through customs and through airports and through all the things, it was um the travel piece was stressful, but while we were there it was fun. Henry's house was so cool, food was delicious, oh, yeah. worship was okay. good, um, the work was very meaningful. We got to swim in an extinct volcano. Yes. Yes we did. Uh to this uh, day was... <laughs> there's a lot of people that don't believe me when I'm telling them that. They're like they're right. like, what's the coolest thing? You did youth work for a lot of years. What's the coolest thing you ever did? I'm like, well, there's a lot. But one of the coolest things is we got to swim in an extinct volcano. And they're like, yeah, right. Yeah, that's. Uh, I use that whenever um doing icebreakers, the two truths and a lie. Yeah. I always add it in there. And they're like, oh, you never swam in a volcano before? And I was like, let me find this picture for you real quick. Actually, <laughs> I have. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I have, and uh, that water was warm too. Yeah, um, but that was like what two mile? It was like a whole two mile like radius, um, yes, all the way around, and there was fish in there, and uh, it was like a floating dock in the middle, and kayaks, and we also ate lunch there too. There was that little stray cat that kept coming over to us. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, that was that was definitely going to that lagoon was. Uh, one of the coolest things, and then was it before or after that we went to the uh, that little flea market? 
it was after on the, the way show. back yeah yeah so we went and ate we did lunch and swam and had a day off and then on the way back through we stopped at the market yeah and i remember you telling us too before we got off the bus like hey there's gonna be people coming up to you like hey come this way we got something for you don't follow them don't go I with had, them <laughs> i had so many people come up to me like oh you like those glasses i got cheaper ones over here and i'm like yeah. oh is that right i like these though <laughs> <laughs> that was that was something <laughs> yeah so youth was formational and the relationships and all were there so then you graduate high school and um what you didn't immediately go to southern what did you do like right after high school did you go into the space between, or help me remember that? Did you do GMC, or what did you do? So I, I did go to Southern uh, right after high school. Oh, but did the thing you? Was, okay. Um, uh, it was actually a process. So that summer, you know, I graduated, um, and then we went to we went to Hinton that summer. And uh, at this point, I have not received any mail i have not received a phone call or emails whatever saying i've been accepted and whatnot so my initial plan was i guess i'm just going to work at the car shop with my granddad and just continue to do that but then um one of the days it was raining uh our site got i don't want to say it's flooded but we had a lot of electrical tools so we pretty much cleaned up and kept everything inside and we were going to come back the next day and um uh caroline's dad was my leader in my group so we went back to the and his wife too both of them mr and mrs freeman yeah. we went back to the uh went back to hinton and as soon as i get in there i had a missed call from a area like a number i didn't have saved and uh so I just like, I have a missed call. I have a voicemail, and I pop open the voicemail. This is, like, middle to late June, uh, maybe early July. I can't really remember when we went. but June is uh, Father's um, Day. That's right. But I had a voicemail from Georgia Southern saying I've been accepted. And I was like, wait, what? So I listened to it, and then I called the guy back, and I remember his name was Evan. So I called Evan. And he's like, hello? I was like, hey, Evan, this is Johnny. He's like, oh, hey, Johnny, congratulations. I'm like, thanks. Uh, when did this come about? I just received this. He's like, oh, we just ex we sent the thing today to you. So I talked to him for a minute. He's like, so this is what's going to happen. And I told him, I was like, I'm on a mission trip right now uh, in a whole other state. Can I call you back when I get home? He's like, yeah. So I hung up the phone, and then I called my grandpa. Uh, so I called him. And I was like, hey, you're not going to believe this. And he was like, what? I was like, I just got accepted to Georgia Southern, literally like a month and a half before school starts. And he's like, oh, I know. I was like, how do you know? And he's like, you got something in the mail today that says congratulations. <laughs> and it has Georgia Southern Eagles on it. I was like, did you open my mail? And he's like, yeah, I opened your mail. So from that, that's when I got accepted. But I was like, man, I was super excited. And then, honestly, that was one of my like first moments of uh really believing that god was there for me mm -hmm. and um uh, because uh i didn't you know i was still in the phase of doing you know believing and getting into it um i was well i was, I was a believer i was still just trying to get into the routine of being you know present with it and then yeah. whenever I got accepted, I was like, 
this is real. Because uh, I learned how to, you know, I started praying on my own um, and doing these things. And one of the things I prayed about was like, God, you know, what is what do you want for me? Do you want me to go to school? Uh, do you want me to go work at a shop? Like, what, what's the plan? You know, and then finally one day I got I got that phone call yeah. and I got accepted. So I, that's when I moved away. Uh, I moved to Statesboro, Georgia for Georgia Southern. Um, I just did, uh, at first I was a mechanical engineer major, uh, but I didn't, I don't want to say it, it wasn't hard at all. It was, it was really easy, but I just, I'm not a person to sit behind a computer all day or design things. I'm the type of guy that's like, you design it, I'll put it together. And yeah. I just like to get my hands dirty. Uh, so I kind of stepped away from that. I did that. Well, I did change my major in between all that, just to general studies or interdisciplinary studies. Uh, but, uh, I just couldn't really find, a like my itch of like school of like, do I just stay here? Like, what, what do I do? Um, yeah, when I did go to space between a little bit before I did move away and, uh, that's when I really, you know, got connected with the older folks that came through the youth program before I was there, like Connor and, uh, you know, I met, that's when I met Brooke officially, you know, we had, yeah youth things together um and yeah. a couple of like charity lucas and charity yeah. um all those people but uh that was a fun time and then uh, you know i was like oh this is the adult version of you <laughs> you know <laughs> and then i had to move away so i was like man and i remember you telling me before i or not just me but the whole youth group before we left that uh find a church find a campus ministry find something mm -hmm. to get plugged into if not just find that community of friends that you can stick with and um that's that's where i struggled at uh so when i moved away i just you know i, I want to say i'm really an introvert when i'm around a lot of people mm -hmm. so on the move i i didn't know anybody um but uh i got there moved in and I just kind of stayed in my room, went to class, uh, went back. And then finally, um, you know, I, Adam Sylvester, of course, his cousin went there and I know her. So he, she reached out to me and was like, Hey, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just hanging out in my room. Mm -hmm. So she came and got me on a Wednesday night. Her, she had a, she had like a boyfriend or something. She came and picked me up. And they took me to the Wesley Foundation. Oh, just wow. Just out of the blue. Yeah. And, uh, you know me, I'm always a person to sit in the back. You know, I just like to show up, sit in the back, and just get a feel for the room. And Yeah. No, we're front row. Front row <laughs> in the whole room. There was 200 <laughs> and something college students in there, and she put me on the front row. Amen, man. Like, so, uh, you know, I guess I hit the ground running when she came and picked me up. But uh, yeah. that was the – that was October. I was about October, my freshman year, uh, first semester, fall semester. Um, and I guess after that, you know, she brought me the first time and I did the whole thing and met a couple of people that I left. And, uh, week after that comes around and, uh, I texted her and I was like, Hey, are y'all going again? And she was like, no, we can't go, but I, I think you should go. I was like, I don't really want to go by myself. So I, I ended up going, you know, and this time I got to sit in the back, you know, <laughs> and uh, I sat in the very last row. 
And then these, uh, I found out that uh, some people in my hometown went to, went to Georgia Southern and also went to Wesley. Um, Alex Simon did. Oh, she yeah. was there. Yeah. And she came up. She's like, hey, you know the space between? I was like, yeah. She's like, hey, what's up? I'm Alex. And I finally met her. And I was like, we lived in the same town for how long? And now I'll meet you in a way in a different town and all these things. So, like, it was cool to meet up with someone from Warner Robins yeah. uh, and get to see her. But she was, like, a photographer for the Wesley Foundation show. She was bouncing around and doing stuff. So She's we amazing. In. We got to get her on the show, too. I need to have oh, her yeah. on. She's amazing, man. Oh, yeah. She's I got to see her well, at the wedding, too, but she did uh, recently, you know, the last youth trip and went on down to St. Simon. She was our guest speaker. Okay. Uh, Brooke brought her along. But yeah, she was a part of Wesley, uh, but I sat in the back, and these random guys came up and sat with me, and uh, that night they were handing out brochures, and this is what really got me hooked in coming to Wesley more often was they had a fall retreat coming up on a weekend. And it was like, coming to a fall retreat, da 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 And at the bottom it said, hit and roll life center. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Wow. So my I never knew trip, that. Yeah, I went to, we went to Hitton. And uh, um, we went to Hitton. And I got to stay in the same place that we stayed in youth. And yeah. uh, got to go to Fires Creek and go down to the lake. And, uh, Did y'all go to Chicken Pens? Uh, oh, yeah. Did you? I got my... Uh, Got my red velvet Oreo milkshake. Yes, yes. That's it right there. You know what? It's funny to back it up a little bit. You were talking about Alan and Angela Freeman, and you were on a work site with them. So I don't know if you knew this or not, but Angela was my youth pastor. So, so when I was in high school, Angela Freeman, she was Angela Puckett then, she was my youth pastor, and she took us to Hinton. So some of my most memorable summers um, were spent as a student at Hinton and there's friends that I made in those years that I'm still friends with now from different states and different groups um so it's super cool you're talking about being back at Hinton being on yeah. a, a work team and you had Alan and Angela as your um um adult you know volunteers supervisors yeah. and that's kind of a full circle full circle moment we got to get cb on here too there's hope there's just a list of people that we got to yeah. get on here but so you all took your first fall retreat what a piece of confirmation man i know it was it was definitely a again it was definitely to me like a, a god moment of uh just him showing me that it's going to be okay yeah. uh, taking me back to a place where you know i don't have much experience of you know, I went on one mission trip and one uh, mystery fall retreat there. I didn't get to go on a lot of other ones, but mm-hmm. since I went there with you multiple times and get to go back again as just a student in college now for a college retreat, I was like, it was like just a reaffirmation of even though you're away, I'm still here with you. Amen. No matter man. where you go. So I took that like very like to heart. I was like, wow. It's really cool just to go back to a place that you've been to before, but with a different group, and just remember the times when you're a kid. Now you're an adult, and uh, just to see the the difference of where you are in life. Yeah, um, it was it was a fun trip, and worship there again. Um, 
it was actually the beginning. I didn't lead worship, but it was the beginning of me getting into leading worship because mm-hmm. I told someone I played guitar, mm-hmm. and they wanted me to get into it. So mm-hmm. that's how that all started. Um, and then... So was it through, I know that you did a lot of, um, it was in that time frame, and and help me just timeline-wise, I know, so I know that you did some youth-type work at Brooklet, I know that you did, was it Statesboro first, there was another church somewhere down there that you were kind of working at both, Pittman Park, did you do some youth work down around Valdosta at some point, or have I got that wrong? Okay. Um, so you were uh, Brooklet, Pittman Park, and then since you've been back in Middle Georgia, have helped with uh, Perry and uh, now at Trinity. So I mean, that's a that's I know those dang <laughs> those dang thumbs up bubbles, man. They get me every episode. <laughs> Gabe texted me and told me how to turn them off. I just hadn't done it yet. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get around to it. But so, so I know that you've been a, a bit of a journeyman in like giving back, like full circle moments, coming back yeah. in to pour back into the lives of teenagers and spiritual formation and helping lead worship and chaperoning literally all over the southeastern United States. Um, yeah. So did did that start like in those Georgia Southern years or talk me talk us through that a little bit, that part of your story? Um, so the first church I went to was Pittman Park, United Methodist, okay. and uh, that's where Pastor uh, Bill Bagwell, he was at yeah. Trinity in Warner Robins, yes, and then he yes. moved down to Statesboro. Yes. Uh, so I met him down there, and you know it was just a big circle right there itself of just like connecting again. So yes, um, just to be able to connect with him with familiar names and places we've been was pretty cool at the same time. So he was... He introduced me to the youth director at his church. Uh, his name was Jared. And uh, so I ended up talking to him. And, you know, I always remember, like, your rule that you had of just, like, being five years older. Uh, but at this time, I, would, I think I was, I was, like, 19 or 20 years old. He's like, hey, man, I got some young guys who probably love to talk to you. I was like... Well, I can come hang out on a Wednesday or Sunday night if you really want me to. And he's like, yeah, how about you come to Sunday night? And that pretty much hit it off right there. I met a couple of kids, uh, some boys who either played baseball or football. And um, they were asking me, you know, I connected to them through sports. And after that, you know, uh, they ended up following me. I got their phone numbers and we had a little, uh, like, small group. Just mm-hmm. me and a couple of the boys, and, you know, I never went personal with them at all, but I was like, hey, I'm just here if you need to talk. If you sure. got something going on, you know, I'm just, I'm all ears for you. And it just led to a, a beginning of filling the leadership role at, you know, at the church. I, you know, the beginning for me, really. Um, yeah, Pittman Park was the first one. I still connect, still have connections with those kids today from there. Uh, awesome, dude. One of them is... Uh, coaching at a private school now uh football he loves football and he has a little brother who's still in high school um another one's still at georgia southern uh doing schooling and another one is like an not an athletic trainer but he's like a. it's like uh the equipment manager for the georgia southern football team 
Wow. And he gets to go on all the trips. So I, you know, I get to see him post on like Instagram or Facebook to see him traveling. So yeah. I, he's living the life, you know, doing some of these D1 schools and stuff. But uh, I still connect with them. And then, uh, you know, I was there for a while. And then uh, the church there was great. You know, I just really felt. I was being with Pastor Bill was great just to have some similar connections and stuff. But I just, I enjoyed helping with youth, but I couldn't really connect well with the congregation there. I just felt like I was out of, out of it. I guess this was my beginning stages of, all right, look, now it's time to find a church home. Yeah. Um, and I went to different churches. I went to like compassion and connection. And I went to Statesboro first, which is where I ended up like meeting my college best friend. And uh, and eventually uh, it led me down to Brooklyn. And if y'all don't know where Brooklyn is, there's one street light and it just blinks at you. That's about it. If you blink, <laughs> you'll, you'll miss the town. But they had a Brooklyn United Methodist Church was there. And um, I ended up living there for a whole year. And I loved every bit of it. But the pastor there is uh, Pastor Chip Strickland. He's still there today. And... Um, you know, I recently, not too long ago, I uh, went down to Statesboro, like October, and uh, stopped in Brooklyn to see him and catch up with him and his wife, and some of the uh, congregation people were there, and I'm like, oh my God, Johnny's here. <laughs> like, it's been two or three years since I've stepped foot in that church, so they were like, yeah. I ended up hanging out with them before I went down to Savannah, but I ended up, uh, this was, when I started going to Brooklyn, it was probably... Uh, 2018, probably mm-hmm. 2018, 2019, and I end up helping with uh, youth there as well. And I've been around a lot of boys. That church knows they have a lot of little farm country boys, and yeah, <laughs> they think they're all big and bad and tough until you start messing around, and then they just <laughs> they're funny little kids. Yeah, but uh, I went. I went on some. Uh, that was the first church I actually went on to uh, chaperoning trips on. Uh, I went to Passion, took uh, with the youth director there. Took some kids to Passion, some seniors. Um, went down to Tybee. We led worship on the Tybee Pier. Sweet. One time. Yeah. It's freezing cold, but we did. Oh no. It. Uh, <laughs> and then we got in the water after. Um, uh, we've done a couple other things like in town give backs, um, have little parties and stuff. But uh, yeah, those are the two churches I really in Statesboro and Brooklyn were like the two churches I really was connected with the most. Yeah. Um, and then of course not just youth, but I did chaperone confirmation while I was down there for uh found out that Pittman and Brooklyn both ended up doing a joint confirmation retreat so we took both of those kids together down to St. Thomas for, yeah yeah that was uh, that was my first time ever <laughs> going to confirmation confirmation so retreat <laughs> is a whole nother beast dude 
<laughs> that uh, the first year Tracy Landreth asked me to go and help her with confirmation retreat, you know, I had led a blue billion youth retreats. I don't even yeah. know how many in college retreats, you know. And yeah. Trace, Trace is like, hey, you know, these, these fifth graders, they're going to be coming up to you, you know, in the fall. Why, why don't you chaperone this confirmation retreat with me? I'm like, sure, where are we going? And going to Epworth. I was not ready. I was not ready for the fifth graders. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was not even close to ready for the fifth graders. Um, yeah, man. So then you finish up at, at Southern, and then you come back to Middle Georgia. Um, were you, have I got it right, you were uh, helping and, and volunteering at Perry with their youth for a while? Yes. Yeah, so um, when I moved home, the youth director there, I had, really strong connections with her and she found out that I moved home and uh she was really just looking for another person to come chaperone because Perry they <laughs> they got one of the biggest youth groups I've ever seen yeah I mean they, they run youth on Wednesday nights um it's a lot of private school kids and a couple from some other high schools but my first night she was like yeah you should come hang out with us and I was like okay yeah I'll come do it there was 70 or 80 kids in that room, just yeah. six through 12th grade. I'm like, how do you have all these kids? And she's like, well, this is, everyone's just friends in here. So they just, come, they just keep coming back. And it just blew my mind. And then after the first night, she was like, you have a job? I was like, no, I just moved home. You want to be my intern? <laughs> I was like, what? So uh, I ended up interning with her for the whole summer and, um, I guess besides chaperoning or, you know, filling a leadership role somewhere, uh, being an intern was definitely, I guess, getting my feet wet in the ministry, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, had to attend the meetings, the staff meetings, um, discuss the trips, uh, budgeting, I mean, all, all the things a youth director would do pretty much. Yeah. Um, that was... It's definitely that was definitely experience for one, uh, but two. I don't know how you did it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so long. Yeah, but, uh, it was. Uh, it's that, a calling, a man. You got to be called yeah. to student ministry. Yeah. It's certainly not for everybody, but it is so. Like you or or I can make a whole list of people, but I won't. But when you see lives change, when you see Jesus become real to people. Not just kind of uh, head knowledge or theology, but like when when the light bulb comes on um, and you see these relationships, just like you're talking about the middle schoolers at Brooklyn, that you're still in relationship all these years later. Um, you know, that I never would have guessed that in this season of my life, it would be as rewarding. It's kind of like the gift that keeps on giving. So it was great yeah. then seeing kiddos be set free, seeing authentic community, seeing all the things. But then even now to watch you all as adults and to, to, to still be in deep connection, to see what your lives are producing, to see who you are and how you are and where you are and um but the torch has been passed, so I'm no longer the elder statesman when it comes to longevity in Houston County student ministry. Brooke has Brooke Kitchens has that mantle now, oh, yeah. so she is um, she is right at that threshold of where I 
kind of rotated out and went on into pastoral, kind of lead pastoral ministry. But um, certainly there are ties that bind relationally all through there. And it's really, really cool when we can all go our separate ways and do our own things and live our lives. But then you put everybody back together. And it's it's like we we've been together. It's like we were together a week before, two weeks before, you know, it's just, it's like, um, I was trying to explain to Ken the other night when he and Abby and I were visiting, it's like putting on your favorite pair of shoes, you know, um, just the old worn out ones, the old ones that like, like your wife gets on to you if you try to wear them in public. (laughs) But when you slide your foot in there, it's like the footbed is molded to your foot. Like they are the most comfortable shoes. That's what those relationships are like uh, for me. And it's it's very, very rewarding all these years later to yep. still be in relationship with so many of y'all and to, to keep up with you and cheer you on. And uh, it's a great compliment. I mean, there's times where great things happen to you and you call me or text me. And there's times where hard things happen to you and you call me or text me. And it's just an incredible compliment, you know, all these years later to still have those relationships in place so after perry then you landed at um trinity yep yeah so back to bill bagwell you talk about cycles and and relationships bill bagwell is the one that hired brooke at trinity yeah Yeah, so if not for bill um and jay tucker uh, who Mm -hmm. officiated uh charity's wedding the other night um you know jay told bill about brooke and uh so many connections there but for those people who are listening to this that aren't from south georgia it's not all you know people on top of people these are folks that are spread out uh throughout the state um i guess we should say a lot of times when people think about south georgia and alabama and places like that they think that it's (laughs) like you know uh, people on top of people and and uh but it's not that way at all just god working through relationships and connectional ministry you know yeah um, so so what are you doing at trinity i know that you're leading worship uh i i help brooke out let's just put it that way if she needs yeah. me i'm there <laughs> yeah no uh but yeah, i lead worship there every sunday um i play guitar there sometimes i play piano um Angela, who is, I feel like her title changes every day, but I I call her like our family connectional director or something like that. But when I left Perry and came to Trinity, Brooke invited me to come lead worship and then it ended up to them starting a whole like internship. Uh, uh, I was there and then Jeremy, Jeremy was the other intern. So that's how me and Jeremy got connected. Uh, well, besides space between me and him started working together, and he was helping yeah. with uh, Brooke. But, uh, yeah, so I help uh, Sunday nights with youth. Um, before where I got the job at now, I used to help with the food pantry on Wednesday mornings. Uh, Wednesday night supper, I was there. I still do that, helping with small groups or whatever we have planned for the night. Um Space Between is now at Trinity on Thursday nights. Yeah. I'm there. I lead uh, worship there sometimes. Sometimes someone else will do it. Um, I So Pastor Jeff 
is there. He's our pastor there now. I love that dude, um, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's cool. He's a cool guy. Um, they have a basketball gym. You know, it's like the old carpet floor basketball yeah. style gym. Uh, but um, one day we had a basketball tournament there, and um, I was like, man, it'd be really cool to have my friends here to play basketball. So over time, I finally went up to Pastor Jeff, and I was like, hey, um, can I use the basketball gym on Monday nights with my friends? He was like, sure. So I started bringing in uh, – my friend uh, Wesley and oh, yeah. some of the crew I grew up with uh, would have. At first, we played full court, and then we died it down to half court because we use that the gym for a service now. So we run like three on three and four on fours, and we've been doing that for over a year now. And uh, wow. Pastor Jeff calls it my basketball ministry because I was fixing to say that is ministry, yeah, dude. We uh, I'll get in there playing, and uh, we'll play. We'll meet at 6 o'clock, and sometimes we'll play to 7. Uh, sometimes we'll play to 7.30. And take it back this past Monday, even though the college football championship was on, uh, we played till 9 o'clock from wow. 6 to 9. We just uh, – and at the end of it was uh, where I feel like the ministry part comes into it is uh, we get to sit down and fellowship and nice. share what our weeks look like and – some people who haven't been there in a couple of Mondays, they'll talk about their whole month. And, you know, sometimes the news is great. Sometimes the news isn't so great. And uh, yeah. we'll just – it's our time to be together and just support each other and just have, you know, like, hey, man, I'm here for you. What you got, you know? And uh, honestly, I think that's one of the coolest things that I've done starting. Like, I don't want to claim it because uh, the idea honestly came from Wesley. Okay. Um, he's like, hey, do you think your church can uh, open the gym for us? And then, you know, uh, the rest is history. You know, we just that we dude meet up has on been yeah. so faithful in your life, hadn't he? Oh yeah. I mean, from the time um, you were just a little boy. Yeah. Um, he's uh, been so so faithful. He's been a very constant thread through all the ages and stages of your life, hadn't he? Oh yeah. We have a six-year age difference. I was two years old when I met him, and he was eight. Yeah. That's how that happened. Yeah. Uh, I told uh, tell my friend how that started is when I was two, and I couldn't really run around or something. I used to stare at him through my front door because he was playing basketball in the street. And then as I became, uh, he would come over uh, from time to time. But as soon as I got old enough to go outside, I mean, that bond just started, and it just grew, and we still hang out today. Yeah, you were uh, telling actually, me, I mean, going back to that gold cup the first night, you were telling me about Wesley then. Oh, yeah. Um, I he, mean, he's a, you know, you were sharing some things model. about your family and that type stuff, and then, but then you came around to Wesley, and you started telling me about Wesley, and um, yeah, that guy has been so, such a, such a faithful role model such such a such a solid person in your life for so long that's awesome that y'all are still together still friends <laughs> oh yeah uh fun fact about wesley uh whenever i started coming to youth in the beginning stages you know my junior year or sophomore year um and i started going about you know youth and you listen to you about your teachings wesley was uh i didn't know how to pray 
So I actually, Wesley and I were standing in my front yard one night after playing some basketball on the street. And I asked him, I was like, dude, how do you pray? And he taught me how to pray in my front yard. Hey, man, man. After that was, you know, I I didn't know if he, uh, it was just a random question I had. I didn't know if he went to church or not, but him and his family used to go to church. And he was like, this is what I say. And, uh, you know, it was like, dear God, just thank you for today. And thank you for the ability to wake up for another day to serve you. And after that, he was like, you just say whatever comes to your heart. And then he say amen. And I was like, okay. And he, he said a prayer for me too right after that because we're back to bed. And uh, that was the first time, like, you know, I you know, I knew Wesley my whole life, but I didn't know he, I didn't know anything about his faith life until that yeah. night. And then uh, I, uh, a year ago, Thanksgiving of 20, Thanksgiving of 2022, actually, he came to my, he came to Trinity and uh, we had a Friendsgiving service. I didn't tell him anything about it, but I was like, hey, you should come to church. And uh, we had um, like a, a speaking, like speaker panel where uh, we had three friend groups and uh, like Charity and Brooke was friend, one friend group, two of the youth kids were another, and then Wesley had no idea what he's getting into. Oh no, you set that well, man up. <laughs> Let me tell you, he he spoke more than I did. Really? <laughs> he was he was all into it. We had you know the show Friends. Yeah, we yeah. had sweatshirts that matched, and we stood in front of everybody, and we <laughs> we spoke. And that's gold, dude. <laughs> yeah, he came to my church and spoke. Me and him, it was that was one of the coolest experiences I ever had. Like memories with him, and that like. Everyone was like, so this is your best friend, Wesley, you talk about? I was like, this is Wesley. He actually uh, exists. He's here. He's alive. So I, had, so I had seen pictures of him like you had shared and posted and stuff. And years ago, I don't even know how many years ago now, we bought a camper. Stacy and I bought a camper for our family. And uh, we banked at Robbins Federal. And so I got all the information from wherever I bought it and took the – instead of doing financing through the camper place, I would – prefer to do it through our bank and so i went and sat down well wesley was a loan officer and i remember seeing his pictures like you had shown me things y'all were doing or posts or stuff but i sat down and i'm like i know this dude i don't even know where i know this dude but i know this dude like i i should know him and about halfway through our interaction i glanced down and he had like a business card holder on his desk you know and i saw his name and i was like dude you're wesley and he was like yeah and i'm like i'm ben i'm ben lee and it, we had the, we had a good laugh about that you know um I remember that. Yeah, you sent me a picture yeah i did i sent you a picture i was like i know this is weird can i take can we take a picture together i want to send johnny and he was like uh, that's fine, you know. I don't know that he knew what to make. So, um, so, so you're doing all of that at Trinity, but then you're also like the plant manager. You're the head maintenance person. So a few months ago, weeks ago, I don't know what all runs. The other day ago, Charity was on the <laughs> podcast, and um, and uh, we talked about the Brookdale Warming Center, or it's not that anymore. Brookdale Resource Center resource center and so now another connection another kind of full cycle full full circle deal so you're working full-time at brookdale 
as the plant manager, uh, kind of facilities manager. What is that work like? What has your experience in church work? How does that benefit you? Your educational experience in mechanics, um, your your spiritual experience as far as mission trips, like how incrementally through different seasons of life has God equipped you to be able to work and serve and love people day in, day out at Brookdale? Uh, so one, Charity, I got to give thanks to her for the opportunity. She called me up about this position available, and I, she knew that I was looking for a job. Um, so I sent him her resume, and a couple of days later, I was in an office with her and the director, and I had a job, you know? Yeah. So that was... That was pretty cool, and I really thank her for that all the time. But um, you know, I'm head of maintenance, and uh, I'm also the manager of like all like custodian works. Okay. So for the maintenance side of it, I oversee the whole building as every maintenance thing that there is. I I try to fix it. I try to figure out how to do things, or if I can't, I'll call somebody. Um, but some of the basic things that I do is change a light bulb, um, change a filter and like the AC or something, you know, all the small things all the way up to uh, a water heater. Um, if it doesn't work, why let's figure it out. Cause we need, we need hot water. Yeah. Um, so that's been an experience itself because I do have, I do have a background in some of the things of just being a handyman. Cause I've been around, you know, with my family, of how we grew up, we always learn how to fix it ourselves. So when I went in, I was like, oh, I know how to do that. Yeah, I can do that. Or um, plumbing, I have a little, I had a little bit of experience in, but now I feel like I could be a, a master plumber on fixing a toilet. Yeah, you know, I've had so many toilets mess up on me, and I've taken, I can just break it all the way down and replace the parts, put it back together, and it's working. So, so I've learned a lot about all that. Now, being a manager, <laughs> I've never held this position before, so I was like, what do I do? Um, so I've had, you know, conversations with Charity a couple of times just to like, so what do I what do I say? What do I do? You know, I've never been a – I never told anyone what to do as me being someone in charge of yeah. this area. You no, know, like being a leader of youth, uh, leading a group like that is one thing, but – when someone calls me like, hey, I'm sick, it's a different story. Or, yeah. hey, I'm not going to be at work today. Something came up. Like, they called me. I'm like, ah, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll cover you, you know. Um, it's That's also something new that I can put on my resume that I'm gaining experience in. Uh, and I can carry it with me. Uh, but it's definitely been an eye-opener because, one, it's a warming center. And uh, we house a lot of residents who are experiencing homelessness. And throughout my day, you know, I don't really do a lot of the office paperwork, all that stuff. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't do that. But I do get to walk around and build those relationships with the residents. And you know, it can go from you know me doing my business, and then you just see a family walking down the hall, and you just talk to them for a few minutes. And you just walk away, and it's like, man, I really wish I could just help them, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I keep telling some of my friends, it's like, if I win the lottery, I'm just going to 
I want to buy them a house or something, you know, yeah. just to help them out. But uh, it's definitely an eye-opener job. Uh, some days are easier than others. Uh, I do – I have gotten my hands on a couple of, like, doing some project stuff. Uh, recently, I've been renovating the playground at Brookdale for the kids. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. It's been it's been cold, so I really haven't been wanting to go outside. But um, I've been spray painting some of the railings because it's been rusty, so they're all turned black now. I've been pressure washing some of the walkways to make things look, you know, pretty again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we put a I got a truck bed full of mulch delivered and spread it all through the playground instead of having just dirt. Now they mm-hmm. have like mulch on the ground. Um, I bought a shed. I haven't put it up yet, but I have a shed that's going to store all the toys of, for the kids to play, or even adults too. There's cornhole. Um, there's a bing bag, tic tac toe, all sorts of games that I yeah. have for for them. So you might catch me out there playing with them. You never know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it's definitely um, it's definitely a cool little job. Uh, I do, I do enjoy it. It's always fun to work with people that you know. Um, I get to see. Charity's a cool person. I love her. She's an amazing person, and I'm just thankful to be, you know, be a part of what's going on in Brookdale with her. So yeah, excited. I'm really excited to see where this place takes off and just grow. You know. Yeah. It's, each time I'm there, I've only been there twice, but each time I'm there, there's change. You know, change, doing more, doing more, doing more, and change. Yep. And isn't, is Oksana there with y'all too? Yeah, Oksana's so, there. Uh, she's one of the client service specialists. I think okay, so another it. space between her. Yep. That's uh, sweet, she man. used to be the youth director at Christ before she yeah. came over. So yeah. A little ministry background in her. So um, she is a loving person, and she has a strong heart so um it's it's fun to watch her work here too and build those relationships as well and she's always i don't know her well because she has no clue who i am because i was gone when she came around but i've interacted with her here or there just like hello or i don't i've never really sat and engaged her in conversation but her countenance she has such a bright spirit like yes you know when i see her she's always smiling she just seems like a genuinely kind sweet-hearted human you know yeah so we have staff meetings in the morning and uh, i'm calling her out on this but after our staff meetings our director will look at her and be like oxana what's today and oxana always says today's the best day ever best day ever we wake in God's glory. We wake up, you know, and it's the best day. Every like morning it. she says that, so it's it's pretty cool. She yeah. does it every morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome that y'all are there together. It's great that Charity has you and, and Oksana there on her team. Again, relationships, man, authentic community and mm-hmm. the ties that bind. You just never know. Some, you know, from this, Hey, thank you for sharing so much of your story. But, you know, I, I, I'm starting to do a little youth work here in our church now. and We've got an incredible team of volunteers. But we're always telling our young people, like, be intentional to invite. Be intentional to invite. Just like we did with y'all. And yeah. 
adults are the same way people who listen to this it is nerve-wracking to invite folks to come along to worship or to come to some other event extracurricular event a family fun day a give back day um and and you may be told no you may be told no repeatedly but then you never know when that one asks somebody may say yes um, and next thing you know, as a ministry leader, you look up and a Johnny Bridges walks through the door, you know, and that it's from Adam's obedience and continuing to ask and continue, you know, to ask, no, I can't, I'm busy. I ask, no, I can't. But then eventually there's a yes. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that yes changes things. It shifts, kind of shifts people's stories and, and begins to connect. Uh, relationally connect you build connections that literally can last your lifetime you know yep i know i'll share this quick little story that i have about that actually yeah um so i met a friend when i was in college um he ended up he lives in north carolina well he lives in washington dc but he lived in north carolina and um he's he grew up going to church and his family like split apart he stopped going and he lives with his aunt or his grandma i couldn't tell you but i still talk to him today but when i first met him uh you know i'll talk to him and he's like hey what are you doing wednesday night or hey what are you doing sunday night I'm like oh, i gotta go watch some kids i'm gonna go hang out and talk to jesus with these kids and he was like oh all right and that was it he didn't ask any questions at all and you know, I'm the type of person, you know, that I'm not going to force it on you, but I might, I might ask you about it. Like, hey, you should come with me or come to church with yeah. me. But I never, I never did ask him one time. I was just going to work with him to see how my relationship could affect him in some way. So eventually over some times they go by, um, you know, I, I, you know, he knows that I play guitar, lead worship. He knows Brooke. Uh, he's never met her, but he knows about he knows about you too. I've talked about you so much, and uh, Pastor Jeff and Angela. I've talked a lot, but uh, he knows everyone's name by heart, but has no idea what they look like. Um, but uh, over the over the time of me chaperoning, helping, or whatever it is, uh, he started like asking questions. And uh, at first, it was he likes music. That's how me and him really connected was of music. Okay. And then I started, uh, you know, lead worship at Trinity, and I was like, you know, Sunday service was over. I'd come home and might hop on the game for a minute or two, and I'll talk to him. Hey, what songs did you play today? I'm like, oh man, we played King of My Heart, or we played Build My Life, and he's like, okay. And that would be it. You know, I wasn't going to dive into it. I was like, okay, there's something sparking in him. And then later on, just like, uh, I just kept building that relationship with him. Not, you know, I'm not trying to yeah. know, drown him. Yeah. I'm just trying to, a little bit of here, a little bit there, you know. And eventually, uh, I started posting stairwell covers of worship music and yes. um, doing all these other things of uh, going on retreats and I'll put on my Instagram story or Facebook or something. And then one day I come home from a retreat. I think it was my first time going on a retreat with uh, Brooke to we went on a ski retreat and I came back and he was like, uh, tell me about it. I told him every thing that happened from us skiing to me falling down to 
we go back and eat food to uh, here's our worship service um the message and everything he's like man that's so cool and uh he hasn't had an opportunity yet but uh i eventually popped the question to him as they do you come down to georgia would you go to church with me yeah okay that's that was that was it i didn't you know i didn't ask anymore after that but uh yeah it's just it's just crazy how like for really anyone who listens to this it's just you never know what kind of impact you have on somebody Mm -hmm. um and you never know just how you being yourself opening up just a tad bit just to show what your faith looks like to you know it might be so big to you but him or her whoever it is it can just be a little just a little glimpse of it can affect that person in the biggest way and next thing they know they're walking through that door with you and Mm -hmm. then before you know it you don't even have to be there anymore you know so it's just 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 be yourself and you never know what's going to happen amen man that's so good that's a good word john boy all right so um we are up against time um so i end every episode with the same question the name of the podcast is the keep it simple podcast and it's the only real structure i guess that we have to this thing so uh, johnny bridges how do you keep it simple (laughs) um honestly what i probably just said just just be myself you know i wake up and uh and i take i take something with me that you showed me a long time ago I have to have a cup of just straight black coffee. And then I go to work, or I might have it at work, but drinking black coffee and just being myself, that's, that's the easiest way of saying it. You, you can't go wrong, it. dude. You can't go wrong. Be authentic and drink good hot black coffee. There we go. Awesome. John Boy, thank you so much. I'm sure this is going to get listened to over and over again. Um, like I say, I know you're busy. You always go and go and go and gracious sakes, you go. Thank you for carving out some time. Uh, thank you so much just for who you are and how you are, man. You, you bless me. You give me incredible hope. And uh, uh, I will see you. I guess are you chaperone the ski trip February? I'll be there. Boom! I'll be there. So uh, I'll get to see you at a, a month or so. I guess we'll be together, dude. Yeah, we'll be awesome. There up in West Virginia. All right, see you soon. I love you. Love you too, Dan. All right, see you.